0: It's episode 84 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to AJ Lee. And AJ is an incredible singer. She's an incredible mandolin player. She's an incredible guitar player. She loves to play bluegrass. She's won the Northern California Bluegrass Singer of the Year Award several times. And I had a great time talking to her. I learned a lot about the bluegrass world and what she does and how she does it. And we love her record. My kids and I have been listening to it. It's not necessarily a kids specific record but it's certainly something you can enjoy with your family and her song which is actually a gillian welch cover look at miss ohio has been in heavy and high rotation so stay tuned all the way to the end of the show so you can hear that it is beautiful thanks to elizabeth waldman frazier for hooking me up with aj so that we could chat it's a really good one i think you're gonna love it i think you're gonna become big aj lee fans at the end of this and I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're going to have the opportunity to have her music in your life. Thanks for listening. For all the things that you could ever need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, go to www.goodstuffpod.com. Drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing. I mean, it doesn't have to be exciting. It could just be like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm uh, you know, sorting the mail it's interesting like everyone sorts the mail it's it's not the most glamorous thing in the world but everyone does it okay all right here's AJ Lee
1: good stuff
0: so uh welcome to AJ Lee to the good stuff kids podcast how are you AJ
1: I'm doing very well. I'm very glad to be on your podcast.
0: Uh, it's great to have you. So we just talked a little bit before we, we started really rolling here. Um, and so just fill us in on where you are so we can sort of set the scene.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I'm actually at a motel uh, in the middle of a few trees. I'm I'm here because I am playing at the Wind Gap Bluegrass Festival, which is in Pennsylvania. I, I come from California, so we fly out here very often to do this. So, you know, I'm I'm in, I'm in a bed under some covers, so I'm
0: comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm, uh, I'm at my kitchen table um, in Belmont, California. This is pretty amazing. And you're from Santa Cruz these days. That's where you live? Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's nice that, you know, we are roughly, if you were home, roughly an hour away from each other. But luckily, <laughs> luckily, thanks to the power <laughs> of Skype, yep. when you're in Pennsylvania, we can talk as if we are just in the same place. Um, yep. So, I think that you have a fascinating story um, and it would be really cool just to give like a little bit of background about who you are and, and what you do and sort of what sets you apart a little bit.
1: All right. Um, well, my background, I guess you could call me more rural. I'm a, I am ai grew up on sort of a ranch uh, at my house in Tracy. We have horses, dogs, chickens, cats. We've had all sorts of animals like possums. We have a turkey now. So I grew up Sort of on a ranch setting, my mom started playing country music with a few bands when I was little, and she got me involved in singing. And we met with some bluegrass people, and I have been sticking with bluegrass ever since.
0: Nice. So bluegrass was the. Uh, it immediately sort of captured your attention and imagination. And it, do you, was there like a particular song that you were like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best"? <laughs>
1: well, in a way, I mean, it it didn't really capture me. Uh, personally, because at the at the time I was I was four years old when I <laughs> when I first met the there was the festival director for uh, the kids on stage program for the California Bluegrass Association. I was four years old, so there's no four year old that's gonna say, "Hey, I really want to do bluegrass and be involved in this." So <laughs> it was more of being involved in the community and and playing with people my age being able to interact with kids who also had an interest in music and kind of growing up with that is is what developed my love for it
0: Uh uh-huh so and it stuck with you like Mm -hmm. you know at from four years old i mean i'll speak for myself like i've had a lot of musical phases in my life you know from like new kids on the block to i'm going to date myself a little bit here but like new kids (coughs) on the block to like skid row to guns and roses to like ice cube (laughs) and but but bluegrass has been consistently your number one choice like all the way through you're 19 years old now right so like yeah yeah for this is the music that just resonates so strongly with you have you ever have you ever sort of diverted and, and gone in a different direction musically
1: oh most definitely i i don't just stick with bluegrass i i like playing bluegrass with with other people and being able to interact i do diverge to other genres Uh, Mostly Americana stuff, because as as a solo artist, it's kind of hard to uh, play bluegrass when it's centered around, you know, having the banjo, having the guitar, the bass, the fiddle to fill in all those parts. So it's easier Mm -hmm. to be more of an Americana roots artist than a bluegrass artist when you have yourself.
0: Right. So so based on that, who are some of the the musicians that you would cite as your influences?
1: Oh, geez. I I get this. (laughs) I get this question a lot. Um. It's hard to answer because I have a lot of influences at all different times in my life. It Sometimes it varies month to month. I know um, recently I've been inv- I've been listening to a lot of different genres like jazz, like Snarky Puppy. I listen to them on Spotify very often. Uh-huh. I actually really love um, Alan Stone right now. Okay. He's just got so much soul and you can hear it and he's just so passionate about it and he's a uh-huh. down-to-earth person. So I really like Alan Stone. And I guess one of my top favorite artist i don't really listen to her too regularly now but i know sonia isaacs was definitely one of my um big influences when i was growing up
0: Uh huh. i'm going to give you um incredible props for being the first person to mention snarky puppy on the good stuff kids podcast <laughs> <laughs> well <Yeah>. done <laughs> well done those are some those are some tasty jams, as we say in the biz. yeah 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 um so do you remember and i know that you probably gotten this question a bunch but um do you remember the first song that you sang where you were like I'm on the mic and I I own this. Like this is this is hmm. what I do.
1: Hmm. I I want to say that actually didn't really hit me until I was probably about 15 years old. Even after all these years I'd I'd sang on the microphone, but it was nothing like me kind of taking over. I think when I was 15 I can kind of pinpoint it to I was I was playing at the Freight and Salvage, I want to say. This is like all a guesstimation. I can't really remember. It could even be more recent than that. Just one of the the last shows I played at the Freight. I remember my... No, yeah, this was definitely recent because it was about the old White Horse, which is a song that was on my first EP. Mm -hmm. It was a song about this horse that I'd had for such a long time and I was really attached to. And I remember I was playing a show at the Freight and Salvage in Berkeley the night that my dad showed me this slideshow that he made of me and this horse. And I remember singing the song, and I was just so overwhelmed with emotion Uh that I usually... I I mean, I put a lot of emotion in all my songs all my life, but this was the first time where I actually broke down. I cried while I was singing the song, and a lot of people came up to me afterward. They were saying, hey, we... We were waiting for the moment where you'd actually, you know, show the emotion that you were you were feeling as you were singing. So I can probably pinpoint it to since then. I've been trying to put more uh, emotion into my songs.
0: Awesome, and and you you've written a fair number of original songs. You have a, like we should talk about the YouTube presence that you have, which is just like. You know, not overwhelming in a bad way, but overwhelming in like a great way. Like there's so much music, and like so much of your musical life has been captured in these various stages, yeah. which I think is so cool. From when you were little to when you know <laughs> a little bit older, playing with these you know these these dudes with their trucker hats mm-hmm. and things like that, and um, <laughs> yeah. just to so like when you're performing, how much of it is like your original stuff versus songs that you pick to to cover?
1: Mostly. I only do probably 10 percent originals mm-hmm. uh, in a set. It, it's been growing more recently because I, I have been writing more. but I don't I do mostly covers and it's it's all started out that way because in bluegrass music, you know everything is a cover. you're, you're right. covering songs that have been recycled for 40, 50, 60 years.
0: Right. right. So as a bluegrass historian, do you like do you cut co- what are some of the songs that you cover? let's Let's ask it that way
1: bluegrass songs you know i i cover anything i sing 99 years in one dark day uh dark hollow is pretty traditional everybody Uh knows little georgia rose but besides bluegrass i have done other cover genres like for uh i was a freshman in high school and i i did the school talent show Uh and i learned the song mean by taylor swift because you know Uh at the time taylor taylor swift was you know everybody was all about it so i learned it People just went crazy, so I started doing more covers <laughs> uh-huh. after that, too,
0: uh-huh. of,
1: of different genres.
0: Right. So I've seen you videos of you playing mandolin, I believe, and playing guitar. What, are, what would you say is your main instrument?
1: Ooh. Uh, okay, so a while ago I said, oh, mandolin was definitely my main instrument. And then after that I said guitar. But now I could probably go back to mandolin because uh-huh. I've become more confident in my playing, especially playing with, the local artists around me now i'm in a band called blue summit it's a just a little band that got together about a year and a half ago and i've been playing more with them and i've been picking fast and we've been having a good time so my skill is a little bit up there and and actually for the wind gap set tomorrow i'm planning on opening with a song just me and the mandolin so i i guess i could say mandolin is my main instrument now
0: yeah so you mentioned some fast picking um yeah so <laughs> so what i want to turn it a little bit like just shift gears a little bit and um i know you've done a lot of teaching and you've done a lot of camps and you've done a lot of um you know t- workshops at festivals I, and i'm just wondering what that what that's like? Are you, do you like have a plan in mind where you're like, I'm going to teach you guys some sick bluegrass licks or is it like, <laughs> here's the fundamentals of guitar or what kind of things have you taught? And like, what have you learned from teaching?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of varies because, uh, at the campus, I recently taught in the camp in San Diego and I was teaching guitar there. So I had plenty of, you know, weeks, months to prepare, uh, like, you know, tab or whatever songs I want to do. Sometimes, I'll be teaching workshops at a festival that they'll ask me that day to teach. So it kind of depends. If it's, if it's you know, spur of the minute sort of thing where, oh, I have to teach a workshop, then I'll usually go over basic things. Like on the mandolin, I'll talk about, you know, fifths and how that's important in, in playing mandolin because it's a really um, strong sound and that's what the mandolin is known for. But it really depends because I don't like teaching... Um, instruments so Uh much because it's just you can you know it's theory if you know theory you can learn an instrument if you practice you can get better at it but I really like teaching vocals and songwriting because there's so many elements to both of those things that you can't really learn fundamentally you have to experience and you have to have the emotion and you have to have the feeling along with it to be able to create a good product
0: yeah so so on that note uh, pun intended <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, when you're teaching like a workshop on vocals what are you what are some you know spoiler alert like let's not give all your tricks away but what are some <laughs> of the things that you're really trying to uh, express to kids outside of like the emotional piece of it and it's probably not just kids but kids and, or anyone who wants to, to work on their vocals
1: oh well kids I mean kids will be really good at this one um, don't be afraid to sing loud if you're a kid you're tiny and you're small and you have to fit into that crowd and don't be afraid to sing loud people want to hear you know whatever comes out of your tiny little mouth and and you know it makes everybody smile so sing loud and sing proud and you really want to project and get used to singing really really loud
0: Uh uh-huh nice Mm -hmm. so for adults same thing right
1: (laughs) adults uh maybe maybe not so much no adults sometimes adults too uh there there's actually i've I've taught workshops called projection vocals, because in bluegrass, you have to be able to sing really loud mm-hmm. sometimes, because you have the banjo, which is really loud, and all these other instruments, so a lot of people have asked, well, how do you sing really loud without hurting yourself, and that's kind of a tough question sometimes, because in bluegrass, you have to strain sometimes, because mm-hmm. it's that sound that really draws people in, of like, you know, straining, but you, you just... You you learn techniques and and sometimes you do have to be careful, but other than that, you know, have fun and and really put right. yourself out there.
0: Right. Yeah, like the sort of the hallmark of the bluegrass sound is a little rough around the edges. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And so that I I hear what you are saying with the strain. So then, how about mm. in terms of like songwriting? Right? Did you mentioned that that was another mm. thing that you that you teach? What are some of the the keys for aspiring songwriters?
1: Hmm. I guess I could say. I could start with uh, a question that people ask me pretty Uh, often. Usually people ask, uh, well, do you come up with lyrics or a melody first? Uh, And I usually always, you know, it's one of the most popular questions, and I say, it's whatever inspires you first. And I actually recently was on YouTube, um, and I was listening to a short little interview of uh, a guy I kind of know. I never met him, but his name is Nick Valentini. He, um is the band leader for this band that my friend is in. But anyways, I was on YouTube and I was listening to this interview and he was talking about his songwriting and where his inspiration comes from. And he was explaining like that the music, there's no real pinpoint to where his inspiration is because it's an emotional thing. It's, it's he puts down on paper what he feels and and sometimes words jump out that make you feel a certain way or sometimes you just have to say this one word or, or say this phrase or, or sing this one note because that's what you're inspired to sing because that's how you're feeling. So it all depends on emotion and what you want to portray that way.
0: Uh huh. Amazing. Um, so as a songwriter, when you have the, so this is, a, I guess, like kind of in the process idea kind of thing. So you, you're you the songwriter and you, you play with a band, it seems like fairly often. So what's it like? the first time you play one of your songs for the other people that you're playing with is that kind of a, a nerve-wracking thing or are you like I, I am this is gonna be <laughs> sick like this is no oh no
1: problem. it's it's definitely nerve-wracking every time because it's it's hard to have an outside opinion especially when you've been working on a song for so long uh-huh. you kind of get dead ears uh-huh. you know to yourself you can't really uh, have your own judgment after a while. So when when I play a song for the first time, it's either, oh, well, they can either like it as much as I did or not like it as much as I did. Because uh-huh. there would be points where, oh, I don't like this song anymore and I need somebody else to listen to it, so then I'll have to play it for them. But it's always nerve-wracking because I never really know what they're going to say no matter how I feel about it.
0: Right. And what if they're like, oh, this is great, but it needs... I don't know, like like double washboards. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> uh, yeah, you know,
1: th- there's good opinions and then there's some that you, know, you got to kind of twist a little bit. But um, it- it's usually, if someone has something to say about it, I don't really toss the song out of the way. I'll consider the the suggestion uh-huh. and then try to work it out. But But usually it's kind of hard to save a song that doesn't really have the impact already. Right. Because there are some songs that you'll either hear or you'll you'll uh, create and you'll just know that wow this song has a feel and it's and and I feel it and it's gonna hit other people the way it hits me. Sometimes you just know when that happens and sometimes it's just not there
0: right uh, totally well, and that's and that's hard, that's hard as an artist to, to be able to, to walk that line um mm-hmm. so okay so we we may have some young folks listening to this ideally we do and and they're going <laughs> to hear from their new hero aj like aj oh. if, you, if you had to suggest an instrument like a starter instrument a starter bluegrass instrument and like no I, I i don't think i could answer this to be honest with you because mm-hmm. most bluegrass instruments are pretty tricky and you're not going to be like yes yeah, seven-year-old boy like stand up <laughs> stand up bass is where it's at but if yeah in terms of like playability and sort of easier I guess to jump in and play what what do you think would be the starter instrument
1: starter instrument um well not to be biased or anything but (laughs) I think I think one of the easier instruments to learn how to play would probably be the mandolin because it's small especially if you know it's like kids Mm -hmm. it's small enough to where they can hold it and move their fingers and there's only there's really only four four um Four st- there's four string- There's eight strings, right. but they're in pairs, so there's really only four strings. So easy playability-wise, I'd say the mandolin, but um, versatility, you know, you have guitar, and everybody needs a bass player. Right. Fiddle is ridiculously hard, but, you know, everybody needs one of those, too. Right. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong, and, and in bluegrass, everybody needs a banjo player. It's not right. really bluegrass if you don't have a banjo. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally well that was a uh, well answered so i guess the answer is like all of them <laughs> like, yeah it kind of depends them. on what you're going yeah. for and like the the secret little known fact is everyone needs a bass player so if mm. you're if you really want to get a gig you start playing bass um yeah so let's t- tell me about your your new record you, you have a record that came out like a couple weeks ago i believe um and and I listened to it and I will go back to what I told you before mm. um, we were listening to it in the car, right? Like part of this is me doing research and learning about you and, and, and what's interesting about you. And we listened to, uh, to look at miss Ohio seven times in a row.
2: <clears throat> and
0: And we don't, and, and and I would say, and I think it's okay to say, like your music is accessible for all ages, but isn't specifically engineered for kids. Yet my mm-hmm. three and five-year-old daughter were totally into it, as was I. Mm-hmm. So so that's a cover. And, and I think that, uh, well, I'd love to hear from you, the, the songs that you chose for this record and, and, and what they, you know, maybe let's focus on the Look at Miss Ohio, like what it means to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, specifically, Look at Miss Ohio, I learned that after, a few years actually, after hearing it from one of my friends who performed it on stage, and I'd say that's one of those songs where you can listen to and you can say, oh wow, that hits me and I feel it. That's one of those songs, so I recognize that, and and I just wanted to learn it, not really to perform it, but just because I wanted to. And it turns out that song, along with Hickory Wind and, and a few other tunes, like of how we how we picked the songs was depending on how it makes people feel already and like how they previously felt about it. And mm-hmm. miss Ohio was one of those songs that just really got you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it got me for sure. And I told you, I was like, it's like haunting in a great way, you know, not in. A, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. let, let me say, let me give you the same joke I gave before. Like haunting, not, <laughs> yeah. not in a scary way, but in a Ooh, beautiful way. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like my daughters were singing along and it's, It's real good. I mean, you know, I I don't know how else to say it aside to say that it is one of the more special recordings I've heard in the last six or so months um, that that I would listen to on my own as opposed to like just having my kids in the car for. So I thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, So uh, where uh, where can we find out more about you? And I think that this is the ideal time for you to talk a little bit about your YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah i mean i have a youtube channel i i guess most of my videos are they're under a kind of a weird name random farm but that's because it's like a a family kind of joke thing we we would use random farm for everything i guess our farm was called random farm so that's the name that that my youtube is under mostly i also have ajleemusic.com, which is my website um and i have all the information usually about where I'm playing and stuff on on the website and and the YouTube stuff. I think one of the funniest things that that happens with all of my hundreds, maybe thousands now of YouTube <laughs> videos That's is a lot, we yeah. still we still have the the difficulty of finding me because of the wrestler.
0: Oh, re- really?
1: Yeah, there's a. If you just type oh, in AJ Lee, yeah. it comes up with the wrestler, and, and there sometimes will be people who come up as I say. I I tried looking you up on YouTube, and I just found you wrestling all the time, and I, <laughs> I I'd have to clarify. No, she looks like me, but she's not me. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah, she so, can't
0: she can't sing yeah. like you. <laughs> That's so funny. yeah. So
1: people would have to put in AJ Lee music or AJ Lee bluegrass yeah. or
0: right. something like that. Right. Well, as someone who is familiar with AJ Lee the wrestler um, and AJ Lee the musician. You're very different, <laughs> very different, <laughs> yeah. and it wouldn't be hard to figure out if you were at the wrong <laughs> yeah. AJ. Um, yeah. But, oh, that's so funny. I, w- I was gonna see. I was gonna see if that came up. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I'm glad that mm-hmm. I'm glad that you did. So you, ton of videos on YouTube. Uh, you're on Facebook. Are you a Twitter person? Like, can we find you on there? All the ways to follow you and stuff like that. Uh,
1: I'm not really a Twitter person. I do have an Instagram, but I don't really go on there either. I do have a Facebook. I, I have two Facebook pages. One um, is just, it's under AJ Lee. I think it's under AJ Lee Music. It could be. Uh-huh. Um, I also have my other Facebook page, which it's, it's a profile picture of me in the black uh, black and white picture of me playing mandolin. So uh-huh. it's, that one's obviously me. The other one is a picture of the current EP. So both of those ones you can still, you can reach me at. Um,
0: right. And the record's available he- at all the spots
1: yeah 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 you can find out about the records anywhere either on on the website the musiccom website or um the the and the website is on the youtube videos as well we also can get them off of the facebook page and off of my personal page so pretty much anywhere cool that you can contact me
0: nice well um Thank you for your time. I know it's late where you are. I didn't realize you were on the <laughs> East Coast. Um, and you got yeah. a and you got a gig tomorrow. Oh my goodness! Oh,
1: uh, it's, it's at seven p.m. No, no oh. worries. I got plenty. Of, I got all day to sleep.
0: Uh, up all night, sleep all day. That's the rock and roll yep. dream, or I guess the blue yep. the bluegrass dream in this case. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I, this was awesome. I thank you for your time.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was my pleasure to to be on your podcast, and and I really hope you know you get jack black someday
0: oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right. all right talk to you later all right, all right. See you. Bye. thanks again to aj lee uh there's a funny moment that i did not put on where she's talking about if you search for her on youtube there is a former wwe wrestler named aj lee so if you are trying to find out more about aj lee uh who is just on this podcast but it turns into like a wrestling match Uh, You should probably look for a different AJ Lee. You know, I think we we all could figure that out. But big thanks again to AJ for uh, her time. It was really cool to talk to her and and see what she's about and what she's doing. It it looks like this is going to be my birthday episode. Yeah, it's a a big good stuff birthday on Monday. So hope you enjoy. If you want to uh, send me a birthday message... Okay, cool. That'd be great. Mike at goodstuffpod.com. If you want to uh, give me a birthday present, birthday present would be uh, share this with some friends. You know, like uh, tag tag the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Good Stuff Pod on Twitter. Good Stuff Pod on Instagram. Good Stuff Pod on Facebook. Good Stuff Pod not on Snapchat because I don't get it. Here is Look at Miss Ohio by A.J. Lee.
2: stuff.